Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you with the questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul, and particularly to help other left brain types like I think I am, to ask the right questions in our search for a deeper meaning to life. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and smothering paradigms. So let's dive in with today's adventure. Hello again, friends. Thank you for joining me again on our podcast here. Today's guest is very interesting. Her name is Dr. Lara May, and officially she's an advanced practice clinical pharmacist, and she works in functional medicine. So her specialty is in functional medicine and energy healing, and I think you'll find it really interesting, especially those of you that struggle with health issues. These past couple of weeks, I've been interviewing a number of people who practice I guess you might call it alternate medicine or alternative medicine, but different ways of approaching healing, I think is really interesting. After working in emergency rooms and adult uh, acute care for over a decade, Lara transitioned into what she calls integrative health. And a lot of this comes from struggles with her own health. So if you'd like to listen, please, I think you'll find it very interesting. Thanks. Welcome, everybody. This is Mike. Welcome back to the Soul Unleashed podcast. I'm happy today to introduce Dr. Lara May. And Lara is a functional medicine practitioner. And Lara, I'm going to start initially, ask you just a second about your background and your story and everything. But first, I just want to tell you that most of our listeners are left brain, if you will, types of folks that are evidence-based, pragmatic types and like I was a couple of years ago, three years ago anyway. And so a lot of what we're about to talk about might have been considered to my old Mike as craziness. So I'm anxious though to hear your story and what you do. And I'm sure my listeners are also. So can you, can you first of all explain what a functional medicine practitioner is and yes. then, and then tell us how you became one, please. Yes. Yes. So functional medicine is a systems-based approach to health and wellness. We look at the body as one whole system with subsystems within it. We look at how those systems work together. So in Western medicine, you have a GI problem, you go to a GI specialist, you have a neurological problem, you go to a neurologist and so on, cardio, that sort of thing. Within functional medicine, we look again at the whole body, the whole system. So we want to know how the body works in concert together as one organism. So even though we have, you know, within our gut, we have an entire ecosystem of microflora, how is that affecting what's going on up here in our brain? How is that affecting our emotions, even our thoughts? So that's sort of a brief, very brief explanation. But in terms, it also really Everything comes down to the source of disease is usually some sort of inflammation when it from the spectrum of functional medicine. So where is that inflammation stemming from and where is it causing trickle-down effects throughout the body? So again, most of the time, we usually start with looking at the gut because the gut is literally in the core of our body. It's a central uh, channel and things stem out from there. So our immune system our cardio system, our um, endocrine system, our hormonal system, all of those things really react to what's going on in our gut. So if you're coming to me and you say, well, my thyroid, 
is imbalanced or I have hypothyroidism, I, it's not working properly, then I say, okay, well, we can look at all your thyroid function tests because we also do lots of testing as functional medicine practitioners. But what I'm also going to look at is how are you sleeping? What is your stress level like? How are you eating? What are you eating? How often are you eating? Uh, how are you digesting what you're eating? All of those things, because again, everything is linked together. There is nothing that happens in our body that is in a vacuum alone by itself that does not affect other things within the body. Does that make sense? Yes. So um, what, what type of doctor are you? I'm a doctor of pharmacy, so I'm a pharmacist. I'm an advanced practice clinical pharmacist. Okay. So did you go through normal, I don't know what normal means, but <laughs> standard pharmaceutical mm -hmm. type training? Yes, I went to pharmacy school in Western Virginia. Okay. So how did you get from there to where you are today? So I was diagnosed with IBS when I was 23. And even before that, I had chronic migraines. And so by the time I was in my 30s, I had a medicine cabinet full of medicines and I wasn't getting better. I was actually getting worse. My migraines were getting worse. They were becoming more debilitating. My um, IBS was getting worse. My uh, flames, my flare-ups were becoming more and more frequent and more paralyzing. And I, at one point, I found myself working a graveyard pharmacy shift in a hospital, lying on the cold hospital floor, just in absolute agony with this migraine, you know, running back and forth to the bathroom with nausea and vomiting. And I just thought like, I can't do this because there was no one I could call to come help me take over the shift. It was in the middle of the night. And then I still had an hour drive back to my house from where I worked. I lived 70 miles away from where I worked. So, um, and it, I, this was within a cycle that just kept repeating. And I had a great physician, a great specialist, but nothing that he could provide me was helping it abate, get better, or less frequent. So I started looking around. I um, was already seeing a chiropractor, and that helped a little. Um, but then I found functional medicine. And so she, again, did this systems-based approach. We had an hour-long, at least, health history discussion so we looked at my entire health, even my hormone health, and not just within the, you know, isolated last few years, but over the course of, you know, like at that point, two decades. So, and then I slowly but surely began to get better. In concert with that, at the same time in parallel, I also found a local Reiki practitioner. And I started experimenting and, and exploring Reiki, which is an energy-based practice, because I was thinking, well, if I get my stress under control, then that'll help with the, the migraine and the IBS thing, which is true. Decreasing your stress does help. But what I found is a much more deep spiritual practice and understanding of the universe that we're a part of and how the energetic and the physical are really one and the same. Did that the, realization come to you through the Reiki person? Uh, yes, it was a process, not the person itself, but all, my understanding of science and physics all and sort of examining, okay, so when I am receiving this energy-based practice, what's happening? And 
what is it really? Because I, like you, I like to understand things. And so I wanted to know, like, what is this Reiki? Yes, it's energy. You know, yes, we open ourselves up to source. And as the practitioners, we're the channel. And, um, you know, the energy goes where it needs to for the client on the table. And it's very intentional based. So what is the intention of the client? Uh, the intention of the practitioner should just be to be the vessel of love and and healing. Uh, you know, that's it's pretty simple. So but then I started thinking, well, matter can neither be created nor destroyed. Neither can energy. We're all made up of the same things, meaning carbon, nitrogen, hydrogen, oxygen, you know, all of those elements, you know, protons, neutrons, electrons, that's the same thing that the stars are made up of It's the same thing that the universe is made up of. So in essence, we literally are the same thing as what's in the heavens, the stars, space, outer space and the earth. So we're part of that. And so we're just energy vessels. So if we're energy vessels, then, you know, what are the consequences of that? So that means that technically, this disease state that I'm experiencing is also an aspect of energy, it has its own vibration. Uh, You know, it was created by my actions. And so if I created it, then that in theory means that I should be able to uncreate it. And you were able to do that? Yes. Okay. Can you tell us how that happened? Was it strictly through Ricky? No, no, no. So this was a combination. And this is why I practice the way I do. So I practice by merging the energetic with the physical. So that's why functional medicine and energy medicine together. So uh, with food and testing, so figuring out where the source of my inflammation was coming from, working with therapeutic foods, supplements to get my system back in harmony, back in homeostasis. But then also to, okay, figuring out, diving into that personal side of things, what were my thoughts? What were my actions that led me to where I am today? And, you know, what are my thoughts and opinions about even the healing process? Do I feel like, or do I think it's possible to heal myself? Or do I think that it has to be done and I'm using air quotes there, like by a doctor or by someone outside of me. So it it sort of it took this journey from again, starting from a place of, you know, not harmony within my body at all, to really starting to really ask those deeper questions, and examining and starting to understand too, that our thoughts have vibration, our speech has vibration, you know, sound, has vibration. And so when we speak something that carries an energy with it, it carries a frequency. And so just starting to understand the power of what we say to ourselves, what we say about ourselves, about our life, about those around us, and what are the consequences of that? Uh, Because again, law of physics, every action has an equal, equal and opposite reaction. So when I do something, there's going to be a consequence. So did you eventually stop the migraines? Yes. I mean, that's a pretty serious thing, right? I, I know some people who suffer from migraines and it, it is completely debilitating. Sometimes they can't even yes. function throughout the day. So 
is the medicine that you practice now, is that what you consider responsible for handling the migraines and, and the IBS? Yes. Yeah, so, but it's also something that I call radical responsibility. So taking, again, taking responsibility for every, almost every, pretty much every single thing in my life. So I have learned to mitigate my stress. I am very intentional and conscious about what I eat. I mean, and I don't live a life of de- of dep- um, deprivation at all. So this isn't like, you know, you're never going to have any fun anymore. You're never going to enjoy <laughs> life or food anymore. It's not about that. But it's about creating balance in your life and coming to a place where you don't feel stressed every day. You know, you wake up, I meditate daily, you know, um, really becoming very intentional with your thoughts action, and actions. And so what does that mean? That Again, that's how do I sleep? You know, what do I eat? How do I eat? How do I work? Where are my boundaries? When do I say no with love? And, you know, what kind of self-care and, and you know, other things do I say no to to protect myself instead of giving, 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 giving to burnout, which, you know, Americans are really good at doing being more, a little bit more, um, self-preservative. What, what does your meditation practice look like? For me, it is a very intentional, I connect to the light. So again, because I'm a spiritual person and a energy practitioner, I connect to source light. I bring in the light into my body. And this is also like very visual. So I'm a, I'm a visual person. Um, so I envision the light coming into my body from the great central sun, which is, you know, from the spiritual realms, there is one great sun that gives life to all things in the universe. And I don't worship the sun. That's just where the energy comes from. So again, mm-hmm. like, sure. um, <laughs> and, but I envision this and it's energizing every cell of my being. And I also see this light coming through me all the way into Mother Earth. So I am connected to Mother Earth because, again, we are a part of the Earth. We're energetic beings having a physical experience on this planet. But while we're here in physical reality, we are part of it. So being one with that, connecting with that, I make sure I have time in nature almost every day if I can. And then, you know, just calming my breath calming my breathing, really relaxing into just this state of oneness. Now, if I like want to necessarily like manifest something, then I can get intentional with, you know, like being and practicing that vibration of the final result of whatever that is. But really, it's about just taking that time to relax, connect, and practice sort of just being in a state of oneness. How much time is that do you take on a daily basis? Uh, it's about, on average, 20 minutes. Sometimes it can be as much as an hour if I have the time, but at least 20 minutes. Okay. And, and what type of spiritual framework or religious framework did you <clears throat> grow up with and how has that changed? I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church in East Tennessee, and I never really quite felt at home there. Um, there was a lot of things I didn't that didn't jive with me, so to speak. So 
I stepped away from the church when I was 18, when I went off to college. And I just sort of from there, just I was a seeker. Um, I'm a couple courses shy of having a minor in philosophy from my bachelor's degree. My bachelor's is in biology. But um, so I've always been curious. Uh, and and there always has been this aspect of reading sacred texts. So whether it's the Bhagavad Gita or, uh, you know, the Kabbalah or the Quran or the Bible, any of those texts, um, there's great wisdom in them. Um, but realizing, too, that they're, they're all coming through a human vessel, which has its own filter. But ultimately, I think also, too, still coming from source in some way, shape or form. So sort of filtering out the, you know, the nuggets of the truth and wisdom and, and how do they apply in contemporary life today? And how can I apply them? Were you, I, I use the term into, but were you into the Bible, you know, as a, as a Southern Baptist growing up, was that part of your life? Honestly, as a Southern Baptist, I was not into the Bible. Uh, I actually became more interested in the Bible as a student of philosophy in college than any other <laughs> okay. time in my life. <laughs> okay. Because then it was like the the compare and contrast. Oh, well, what does this book say versus this? And, you know, and comparing the timelines of the different sacred texts, too. That's what I found fascinating. Interesting. Okay. Um, can you give give us some examples of how you help people? now with what you do? Sure. So uh, within the context of functional medicine, again, let's say you came to me, you had a health concern. First, I would do a very comprehensive health history, ask you about even how many times were you on antibiotics as a child, just to get a sense of what is the internal state of your gut. Because there's things that we can test for, but if it's not necessary to spend money on a test, if I can just ask you questions and discern information, to me, I'd rather do that than, you know, spend your money on testing. So, um, you have a question? Uh, <laughs> you're a mind reader, too. <laughs> I, you use the term discern, and I'm just wondering, do you receive information intuitively or from other sources other than what you receive from the patient? I do receive uh, information intuitively uh, as I'm working with a patient, and that guides me along. But really, I, for me, it, is, it truly is a combination of, of you know, the scientific method and and working through the algorithm for whatever disease state I'm working with, and the goals of the client. So you know, what when you come to me, that's one of the first questions I ask. Yes, you have this concern, but what is your goal? What do you believe is the potential, uh, you know, of the ultimate outcome? Do you believe that you can, like, let's say it's diabetes. Do you believe you can reverse your diabetes? Great, let's do that. I believe you can, but it doesn't matter if I believe you can. You have to believe it for yourself. Are all things reversible? I mean, some things obviously are not like the loss of a limb or, but, but do you consider things maybe that other people don't think are reversible? to be able to be reversed? I think to a point, almost all chronic illness is reversible. I think there is a point of, I hate to use the word point of no, or the phrase point of no return, but let's even say like, let's keep within the framework of diabetes, for example, 
once you get to the point where your kidneys are so damaged that you're on dialysis, no, I don't think that's reversible. But if we're proactive enough to prevent you from getting there, so let's say I get to you at the point to where maybe you're even on insulin, but you don't, you know, you're not having kidney dysfunction yet. I think that's reversible. Um, It's not a quick fix. It's not overnight, but it's possible. Have you ever worked with anybody that has neuropathy or nerve pain? Yes. Is that reversible, do you think? Or does it depend upon the extent or where it is? Or it does depend. Asking, is somebody I know has that. So Yes, yes. Um, it, it does depend upon the extent. It is possible uh, because nerve endings are regenerative. So that's the other thing that, again, we're learning so much more now within the scientific realm of what our body is actually able to do when it comes to regeneration. So yes, nerve endings are able to regenerate. Uh, So that means that neuropathy should be reversible. So it takes time though. I will say even with my diabetic patients, I've had several that come to me and that's their number one. They're like, yeah, 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 the blood sugar, that's nice. But what I really care about is that neuropathy. Mm-hmm. And that, that takes a little bit longer. But if you're diligent and you stick with the plan, and then it is possible. You'll, you, our body wants to be in a state of homeostasis and it is constantly making new cells. And those cells will travel to where they need to be to help restore that homeostasis. Just for my listeners, because I didn't know what neuropathy was, mm-hmm. but my understanding, and you might correct me with what else you know, is that at least in the case that I'm familiar with, it's, it's pain in walking, for example, because the nerve endings in the feet are, are so painful. Is that, is that how you understand neuropathy? Yeah, we can go a little bit deeper and we can say that. So the way people would describe it is like a burning or a tingling or like pins and needles Mm -hmm. um, in their extremities. So usually with a diabetic, it starts in the feet because those extremities are, it's harder to get the blood flow. Like as the body becomes more and more inflamed from the consequences of diabetes, then it's the extremities that get less and less blood flow the nerve endings become inflamed and eventually start do start to die. And so as that progresses, then you get this, the presentation of this type of pain. Okay. And can I just return a second to mm-hmm. um, uh, the headaches, the uh, migraines, migraines, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it's okay. the migraines. Um, Cause I know so many people that suffer from that. So can you give us a story of someone whom you've helped with migraines? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, beside myself. Yes. Sure. So I do. Yes, I do have clients um, that I've helped with migraines and and even, you know, um, come off of some of their mental health medications as well. But uh, with migraines. So again, we're really looking at your gut health, because your neurotransmitters that work in the brain, they're made in the gut. So if your gut isn't healthy enough to make the serotonin, norepi, dopamine, all of those things that your brain uses, then that is, it can be part of the problem. And so one of the tests that I do with my migraine patients is actually a neurotransmitter test. And that's sort of what differentiates another thing, uh, functional medicine, Western medicine, is that not functional me- or Western medicine doesn't use the exact same testing 
there are some that are in parallel, but like for myself, for example, my, my doctor never even talked about my neurotransmitter balance when it came to managing my migraines. So we really want to look at, cause you have excitatory neurotransmitters and then you, you have the opposite. So they're more calming and usually your body works in like a feedback mechanism where like if you're having too much excitation, then it'll come in and start producing those neurotransmitters that calm things down. And so, but if you're on medication, then a lot of times the pathways of that medication can be altering that as well. So it can actually be causing you to have uh, like an overstimulation. I had a client recently that was having an overstimulation of serotonin. And so she was actually feeling like she was vibrating almost all the time. And she had really, really chronic migraines and that she was on several medications for. So we did the neurotransmitter test. I looked at her list of medications and sort of did a deep dive into this, okay, like the the mechanism and the chemistry of the brain and how it works. And so we started, and so we said, well, these medications don't have anything to do with it. These over here could, let's look at those. And, you know, because um, obviously they have different roles too, especially someone with chronic migraines. They have, uh, usually you have something that you're taking every day to suppress and then you have um, other things that you take that we call abortive therapy. So to like really stop the migraine in its tracks. So we keep the abortive therapy on board because you need that if you have a, an acute attack. Um, we can even, like in her case, we could even keep the suppressive therapy on. But there were some things in the middle that her doctor had just put on there just to quote unquote see if it helps that we that we came to the conclusion that we're actually making it it worse and creating this over excitation within her brain and within her whole system because again these they're neurotransmitters so they work in the brain but they're also dispersed throughout the body even though they're made in the gut so anyway by working through all these different mechanisms and with food and she went through a detox protocol and even a candida protocol through her gut we have gotten her off of a couple of the medications she's feeling much better she's lost 15 pounds her migraines aren't completely gone yet but i've only been working with her since june and um, she is feeling that she's down to like one or two a month which is a huge huge improvement for her you know, just listening to you, it's obvious that your pharmacological training is important in doing what you're doing. You understand the impact of certain drugs on the body. Are there people that do what you do, um, the functional medicine part, without having that type of MD background, or is it only practiced by doctors? No, I mean, you can find functional medicine practitioners that are chiropractors, acupuncturists, physicians, um, nurse okay. practitioners, pharmacists. So, and I think, you know, I think depending on what your background is, it's sort of how it steers what you focus in right. and sort of, you know, like what you like to do sure. and really where you shine. You mentioned one other thing that made me think there. Do you deal with any type of mental health challenges or concerns like? bipolar or ADHD or uh, anxiety issues or uh, 
even in more serious schizophrenia, those kind of things? Are those anything that you deal with? I've helped people with depression, anxiety, um, even uh, going through recovery and sobriety and ADHD, because I myself uh, am a ADHD person mm-hmm. um, that has learned to manage. Uh, so those things, yes, I don't necessarily dive into the more complicated mental health aspects just because I am uh, not a psychiatrist or psychologist. And even within the scope of my pharmacy training, um, mental health was never one of the things that I really dove deep into. And that has become a very extensive specialty. Yeah. Um, I only ask that because, uh, again, fortunately I have some experience there, but um, I know that those treatments are heavily drug intensive and the medications mm-hmm. are serious, strong medications. I'm just wondering if what you did, the functional medicine piece uh, applied to getting people off of those type of medications or not. I can understand why it would be challenging to do that. Yeah, I've helped people get off their SSRIs and their benzos when it comes to anxiety and depression. And those. And, and to me, as the practitioner, those are more simplified drug approaches than <clears throat> excuse me, then sometimes with when you have patients with uh, bipolar or schizophrenia, those can be much more complicated, not only medication regimens, but just the presentation of the disease state with the person too. But part of what I do that is so helpful and valuable and helps people come off of the meds slowly, like never cold turkey, never all at once, mm-hmm. and never without being in uh, co- collaboration and cooperation with the physician too. So that's, I want to make that clear also, sure. um, is that I um, also within the health coaching and life coaching realm. So I provide my clients with tools and a framework to work within to help empower them to understand and implement what works for them, uh, different practices so that they feel more control of their life and they're able to recover or even work through whatever the word you want to use and heal past whatever it, it was that was maybe keeping them in their cycle of anxiety and depression, for example. Okay. If somebody wants to work with you, how, how does that look? How do they do that? So my website, drlaramay.com, and you can go to the services tab and you can sign up there. I have a tab for functional medicine a tab for intuitive healing and a tab for life coaching. If you wanted to create some sort of custom approach, I'm more than happy to do that. And you can just email me personally at laramay at drlaramay.com. Would you mind spelling that for people? Sure. L-A-R-A-M-A-Y at D-R-L-A-R-A-M-A-Y.com. Okay. Thank you. And then when you... When you work with people, do you do it remotely like like this, uh, Zoom, mm-hmm. or is that mm-hmm. how you do most of your work? Yes, 90% of my work is remote. If you're local to me in the Reno, Tahoe area, I'm more than happy to see you in my uh, home. I work out of my home office, but um, but most of it's remote. And even my local clients that are up here near me, we still meet just because it's more convenient. So <laughs> I thought you were out, but, I forgot that you were out there in God's country. How did you get? Yeah. How did you get to that part of the country from East Tennessee? I came out to Reno for my residency. Okay, and I didn't leave. 
Good for you. <laughs> yeah. What, what else? What else should should uh, should our listeners know? Well, just to finish answering your question about what does lo- working with me look like. So, mm-hmm. um, usually it involves some baseline testing, so food sensitivity, nutrient deficiencies, toxic load. And then there might be some extra specificity testing. So like my client with the migraines, we did the neurotransmitter testing with her. I don't do neurotransmitter testing for everyone because it's not necessary. There might be some more um, uh, specific like gut health testing we do or even, you know, like my other client that was the thyroid patient. So we did a very comprehensive thyroid examination for her or even hormone panels. Um also looking at cortisol levels and and different things. So there's that aspect. And from there, we create a very customized plan for for each client that includes foods and lifestyle adjustments to really help, you know, re-harmonize not only your body, but your life too. Because usually, it's not just what you're eating, it's the whole package. And so through that, And through those implementations, then come, you know, the coaching aspect. So, you know, when we meet every week or every other week, then you come to me and you tell me what your challenges are. And we say, okay, is this something new? Is this something chronic? If it is, let's create a framework for you to approach it and and change it and implement that change. And then let's see what that looks like. So uh, you have me as your guide. So when you mentioned all this testing, how does that work if you're doing it remotely? Do you write some type of prescription so I can go locally and get the test done or how does that happen? I work with a company called Rupa Health, R-U-P-A. And so all I do is I plug you and your email into into the system. I create a profile for you and then I can order whatever tests I need to for you. The kits will either show up at your door or they'll send you um, – an email with the order if something that you need needs phlebotomy. So then you'll find a lab uh, close okay. to you and then it just pop it in the mail from there. Interesting. Okay, good. Yeah. That is awesome. Thank you. What yeah. else, what else should we cover that you wish I had asked, but I forgot to ask. <laughs> um, I just want everyone to know that we are really powerful beings And I think it's really easy for us to become disconnected in this crazy world and life that we live and um, that there are always resources out there to help, help support you, help you reach your goals, whether that be a lifestyle or a health goal and that, you know, um, and just keep an open mind because we're, like I said before, like we're learning so much more about what our body can do that's being reinforced with science and research and testing. And so a lot of the things that might have seemed woo-woo even 10 years ago, like there's no way that my body can, you know, you know, regenerate its nerve endings, but now we know it can. And or, you know, I can't make stem cells when I'm 40 and 50 years old, but now we know that our bodies can. So, you know, Always just be open to new possibilities. I if think somebody, is. if somebody just wants to lose weight, can they come see you about that? Mm-hmm, absolutely, yes, I do help people lose weight. Okay, is that also? Um, that seems like an obvious gut issue, so I suppose you go there too. <laughs> yeah, yes, okay. and actually, you know, that's usually with that too. I still do the core testing because, again, the reason people hold on to weight can be multifactorial. 
It's not just as simple as, you know, what are you putting in your body? It is actually much more complicated. So I think it helps to have a practitioner that's willing to do that deep dive instead of just telling you, you know, well, eat less and exercise more. <laughs> I've read that in a whole bunch of magazines. if that works, then you wouldn't probably be looking for me, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, Dr. Laura, what I'll do is uh, put, put your links and everything in the show notes, both for this version, the video version, and the uh, the podcast version. So people can find you by just checking that too. Great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Yes. And, thank you uh, so much. Hopefully we'll do this again. All right. Yes. Thank Thanks. you. Bye-bye. All right. That wraps up things for today. Can you do me a favor? Can you hit the subscribe button wherever you download this podcast? That way you'll never miss an episode when I release them. And even more importantly, if you could take the time, please, to leave a review. Both things will help other seekers, such as yourself, find this podcast more easily. And of course, that's what I'm looking for is more awesome people like you. So thank you until next time. Bye-bye.